evening, folks, and welcome to another edition of Wrestling Global Plus. I'm your host, the Wizard of Wrestling himself, Thomas Archer III, and my co-host, unfortunately, the Deviant Michael Canella. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? I'm almost afraid to ask, Michael, what have, you know, what did you do this weekend? Oh, I'm this almost afraid weekend. to ask. Oh, um... I went, I saw, I went to the theaters, I saw this so, movie that came out at the time. And what, and what movie was that? I believe it was, um... Did you go see that Police Academy movie? That I went to like see that Police Academy, yes! What, what, what a great movie, you know, you, know, you, you want comedy, you want laughs, you want hijinks, it's got it all. It you was fantastic. You want guttural humor, and you want the lowest denominator, <laughs> by all means, I'm sure Michael... Ah, there's a reason they call you the deviant, my friend. Yeah, well, well, what did you go see? Well, you know what? I did. I actually had a very busy weekend, a non-wrestling weekend for a change. I actually went out. I saw a movie, and I went to a concert. Oh, That's wow. Right. I went to a movie. I saw a little bit more of a highbrow, although I'm going to have to say probably not the greatest movie I've seen. bit of disappointing in a sequel. I saw Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Indiana who? Do you remember Raiders of the Lost Ark, Numbskull? I'm sure if you think hard <laughs> enough, you'll try and remember I'm afraid that. I don't. I was, I was too busy waiting, waiting in anticipation of the release of Police Academy. Folks, but go please, ahead for, with this. Please uh, forgive my co-host at this moment. I'm sure there's very <laughs> medical reasons and probably psychological reasons for his behavior. But moving forward, I did in fact see this movie, which was a sequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I've got to tell you, well, exciting, it, uh, it wasn't the greatest movie I've ever seen. It certainly wasn't on the level of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. And, uh, but you know what? If you want to get out and have some fun and uh, a few thrills, definitely uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Now, most people may not believe this. I am a fan of rock music. And, oh, wow. Uh, me, I, I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Um <laughs> This weekend, I went out and seen probably one of my favorite bands of all time, Van Halen, was in oh. town. Their, 19, their 1984 tour in full group. And uh, it was great. You know, you, you got to hear the song Jump. You've heard that song Jump everywhere going on. Uh, you know, it's a bit of a departure from Van Halen. It's, it's not all just rock and, and heavy guitar. The, you know, kind of an introduction of the synthesizer, which uh, some rock purists may not... Uh, cotton to very much but you know what it was an extremely uh, great show and david lee roth still carries that spirit of rock and roll in him and you know what he actually reminds me a awful lot of uh, of michael canella here uh <laughs> his humor uh at sometimes could be a little bit to, uh, to be desired on stage but uh all in all a fun show and uh got me all set up for this week on uh on wrestling uh plus here i have a question though yes go right ahead michael at the concert did you jump along with the music? <laughs> and this is why I hate my <laughs> co-host, uh, Michael Cannell. Now, moving forward, uh, let's get into this. Uh, let's get a little more serious here. It's time to look across wrestling in the world today, professional wrestling, this great sport that you tuned in, fans, to hear all about. First of all, we're going to go over the news today before we go into our hot topic. And then after the hot topic, we're going to do a bit of a deep dive into the federations and the territories and see some of the going-ons going here. But let's first of all talk some of the news going on.
first of all, I'd be, I want to turn our attention to Texas area, to the world-class area. The world-class American heavyweight title ship changed this week as gorgeous Jimmy Garvin defeats the gentleman Chris Adams. The gentleman, what a bizarre name that guy Yes, it's about time. We finally have a real champion, a flamboyant champion. No, 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 wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. What? Gorgeous Jimmy Garvin cheated his way to win this I, I didn't see that. My keeper must have cut out of that uh, his, part. His valet distracted the referee. I don't know what you're talking Jimmy about. To spray something into Chris Adams' eyes and then win this prestigious title. I cannot believe you're going to back a deviant. Well, I guess you're a deviant <laughs> yourself, but I can't believe that you'd still back somebody like gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. This even well, it is, like it's good to have a flamboyant champion for a change. Well, fans. Okay, I didn't I, see any of that, so I don't know what you're talking about. Well, it seems everyone in the world besides the referee and Michael Canella failed to notice the cheating of gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. Chris Adams losing his belt. You know what, Chris? Hopefully you'll get a reshot down the road and you'll show Jimmy Garvin that cheating doesn't get you anywhere. No, it's okay. I, I, you've, you've got my support, Jimmy. Moving on to our next story. This involves in the Mid-South area where current Mid-South champion Magnum TA, who had just that violent breakup with, um, sorry, Mr. Wrestling 2, who had that violent breakup with Magnum TA. See, I just got flustered here. I'm sorry. Uh, the Deviant always gets me rattled. But Oh, sure, that's right. It's all my fault, right? Mr. Wrestling 2 and Magnum TA had quite the relationship going in. They were tag team champions, good friends. All of a sudden, it seems like Mr. Wrestling 2 starts to get jealous of his young protege. Mm. And uh, leading to this violent breakup where Mr. Wrestling 2 turns on Magnum TA, tries to injure him. Now, the rumor out there is that uh, Mr. Wrestling 2 is bringing somebody into the area, a new Mr. Wrestling, he's going to call him, with the, with the specific goal of trying to destroy Magnum TA. Fans, I got to tell you, I am aghast and quite shocked at the behavior of Mr. Wrestling 2 right now. A man who was probably one of the most respected wrestlers in such a long time, throwing it all away. Now, I almost am afraid to ask, what do you think of this whole situation, Michael? I, I don't, again, I didn't see what happened. I mean, Mr. Wrestling 2, why would, why would, uh, He'd be jealous of Magnum TA. I think it's the other way around. I think Magnum TA was jealous of him. Oh, Michael, I don't know where you're watching your television, but you're obviously missing a lot of things. Let's move on. You know what? I'm going to just say this. Magnum TA is the young, up-and-coming star of the future. Watch this guy, fans. I am pretty sure we are seeing the makings of someday a future NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Mm -hmm. And who knows? Maybe down the road, maybe even a WWF World Heavyweight Champion. The, the, man is, the man is quite incredible. Uh, moving on next, we go to the Florida area where Billy Jack, the very popular Billy Jack, defeating Kendo Nagasaki for that belt using that great uh, full Nelson of his. I mean, what a, what a tremendous weapon. Congratulations to Billy Jack. See, I don't like that. I think, I think that move should be outlawed. That move needs to be banned. Kendo Nagasaki. The full he, Nelson he, is, is one of the basic moves he, in wrestling. He caught him from behind. He, I guess I didn't see it coming. Well, let me explain something, Michael. You have to stand behind somebody to put on a full Nelson. Yes. That is part of this sport. It is a legitimate wrestling move. Okay. And I'm extremely surprised that you would try and call for a ban on a legitimate wrestling move. Well, I mean, okay, you know what? 
I want to see Billy Jack defeat Keno Nagasaki without using that full Nelson. Well, fans, I'm, I don't I'm, I'm calling for a ban on that move in their oh. rematch. Well, fans, um, if for some reason you've missed your medication and you decide to <laughs> join Michael Canella in his uh, ban the full Nelson move, feel free to write into Wrestling Plus, P.O. Box 667, Washington, New Jersey. T.O. 5775. Wow. I, I cannot imagine anyone is going to write in to support you, except perhaps gorgeous Jimmy Garvin after here is the show. And maybe Kendo Nagasaki, I would guess, but wow. Okay. Uh, moving on. I got to ask you that. You, you say you love the flamboyancy. You love Jimmy Garvin. Yep. How about the look of Norval Austin Staggerly? They've got all those Ooh. things on. They call themselves the PYT Express, the pretty young things. Mm -hmm. What do you think of this? They're all. No, I, I've seen these guys with yes. all their flash and flamboyancy. No, I don't like it. They look like a, they look ridiculous. They look like a bunch of clowns wait, out there. Wait a second. You. You just said that gorgeous Jimmy Garvin, who dresses worse than these guys, is legit, but these guys are ridiculous? He calls himself like a champion. That's why he won the belt. The, the belt he cha cha cheated himself, too. Again, I don't know what you're talking about. My cable cut out. All right, moving on. We have a new uh, AWA Junior Heavyweight Champion, Mr. Electricity Steve Regal. Defeating Buck Rock and Roll Zumoff, the very popular Buck Rock and Roll Zumoff, dropping the belt to the very brash. And uh, I'm, I'm going to say, here's a man who uses a lot of technical moves, including a full Nelson at times, Steve Regal. Are, are you against Steve Regal now? Another great uh, superstar, Mr. Electricity, yeah. using the power of like using the power of electricity to defeat his opponent. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, now, there's a situation right now in the Mid-South that's got a very interesting. Uh, Angelo Mosca uh, was injured in his match against Ivan Koloff when the great Kabuki interfered and blew his green mist into his face, causing, doctors are saying, an 80% loss in eyesight in Angelo Mosca. Um, this has been a blow to many fans. Angelo Mosca, one of the kind of flag bearers of this of this thing, fighting the dreaded even Ivan Koloff. Where does this put Angela Mosca? Can he come back from this? And what should be done about the great Kabuki and this I missed thing? Kind of disgusting, don't you think, Michael? He, he I'm sorry, he blew mist in Mosca's face? Mosca, yeah, into Mosca's eyes and blinded him. Again, uh, my cable must cut out. I didn't see that. I mean, uh, but if that happened, I don't see him coming back in... Uh, because the moment he comes back, he's going to be out once again. Wow, you definitely... I know you've had a long-running hate for Angela Mosca. Oh, I I'm do. Not even, you know I'm not even sure why, folks. Uh, uh, who knows why? Let's move on. Here's something that's probably going to be like one of your favorite guys. Oh, what's uh, this? Cowboy Bob Orton. Being uh, the ace. WWF. The cowboy. Where do you see him going in the WWF? Uh, uh, Straight to the it, top. Well, rumor has it that uh, Roddy Piper might be interested in uh, looking at him, which which surprises me. Roddy Piper is usually the kind of guy who doesn't seem to be around, like to be around many people shooting his mouth off. But uh, there's a good fit, I guess, maybe. Cowboy Bob Orton and uh, Roddy Piper. Piper are my kind of guys. Yes, unfortunately, fans, that tells you everything you need to know about the deviant Michael Canella. Moving on. Jimmy Golden 
wins the Southern Heavyweight Championship in an elimination tournament. The next night gets a title shot against NWA World Champion Ric Flair. He almost wins the belt. However, he puts Ric Flair into a sleeper, refuses to break the hold. The referee disqualifies him, which some people call controversy. Like, why did the referee just call out Flair and make a new champion out of Golden? I don't know. What do you think of this whole situation? So I see Jimmy Jimmy Golden gets disqualified for not releasing the full the sleeper hold. See, and and people cheer for that. I don't understand. But he had him in a legitimate. The man clearly had him. Flair was out. So then why was it? Well, then why did the why why did they stop the belt that way? Why did they just award the belt to Jimmy Golden? That's right. You're you're dumbstruck here. You're not sure what to I, say. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, brother. You ever know what I'm talking about. All right. Moving on. Uh, right now, I just want to throw out props to uh, Andre the Giant. Andre may not uh, be in any of the top tens in any of the major federations right now, but he has won a whole lot of battle royals all across the areas of Pittsburgh, New Haven, Connecticut, Akron, Ohio, Springfield, Massachusetts. He's gone on a run of five straight battle royals in the last month. He is truly the king of battle royals. Andre, uh, knocking him out. you got to be impressed with the Giant, my friend. Uh, he's impressive, but uh, I still know. I, I can... One day, someone is going to eliminate him in one of these battle royals. All right. Moving on. Now, I'm not sure how you feel about this, but the former uh, former... NWA World Heavyweight Champion and his brother, who was the junior heavyweight champion, we're, ta- of course, talking about Jack and Jerry Briscoe, are reforming as a team in the Carolina areas. They're looking to go after the, uh, the NWA World Tag Team belts. Those old guys, the geriatrics? Whoa, 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 the geriatrics. <laughs> these, are, these are former world champions. What? They are former. You know, Jack Briscoe. I don't recall that. Oh my goodness! Now, now you're being just ridiculous. Jack Briscoe is one of the most decorated oh, NWA world champions. Will you be serious? I am being serious. They don't have a chance of regaining the championships. Well, turning towards people you probably like, your good friend and I'm pretty sure poker buddy, Precious <laughs> Paula Ellering, has placed a bounty on the head of King Kong Bundy in the national area, the national Georgia area. He won't say how much it is, but it is a large bounty that he's placed on Bundy's head. I see a lot. Uh, I don't think so. I see a lot of people going after that. Well, yes, I mean, that's exactly why it's appalling. But Bundy, no, no, I don't find it appalling. Bundy you know, deserves it. You don't find it appalling that a man put money on that, has offered money to anyone who eliminates somebody. You don't find that appalling at all? I don't know what you're talking about. Fans, please excuse my erstwhile friend. Um, the last bit of news that I'm going to touch on here uh, is a very interesting one, and it actually is going to lead into our hot topic this week. It involves the women's wrestling title, hmm. and it involves Wendy Richter has become the new WWF women's heavyweight champion defeating uh, excuse me got a bit of my throat defeating the fabulous moolah in what has got to have been called one of the most interesting battles in a long time covered by MTV Cindy Lopper's there 
Rock and roll stars aplenty. Wendy Richter defeats uh, the Matt Fabulous Moolah. Moolah has been champion for like, I would guess almost 175 years if, uh, if I looked at it that way. Wendy Richter, the new champion. What do you think of that? That's that's some no, real okay, groundbreaking news there. If anything is appalling, that's appalling because Fabulous Moolah should still be champion. Cindy Law from David Wolf distracted her. Well, I think that is your opinion. I don't think it's a very good opinion. Um, but okay. I'm not sure what to say right now, fans. I am sitting here kind of uh, kind of surprised at all these things that I'm hearing from my friend here. Uh, you know, <sighs> Mike, Fabulous yes, Mula has, has been quite on a, a roll of cheating lately. Um, it's been... This has brought a whole new... You know what? Let's just segue right now into our hot topic of the month. And our hot topic this month involves women's wrestling. With Wendy Richter becoming the new champion, with MTV covering this, a whole bunch of people who've never seen wrestling before have been exposed to it. Also to women's wrestling. Now, women's wrestling over the last couple of years, we're going to have to say, has not had anywhere the prominence and importance of men's wrestling. There have been periods of time where women wrestlers over the past years have made national headlines, but not to a very big extent. Today, we have Wendy Richter, whose name and face is plastered across MTV. All the young kids and everyone who's discovering the joy of wrestling right now. Does this mean we are in for a woman's revolution? Is it time? Is it time, Michael Canella, that women's wrestling becomes to the forefront? Is the 1980s the gateway for women's wrestling to become important? Go. Well, you know what? I don't know. I, I don't see anyone else ever being the champion that Fabulous Mula was. She was the ultimate champion from the 50s, the 60s, the 70s. Okay? How can you have a new champion in the 80s? But does that and then beyond? I don't think it 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 will. Uh, I don't think there can be any kind of revolution. I don't you think, think it will so? happen. You don't think that the world is ready for women's wrestling to, nope. to be on the importance? They're not ready. Wow, I'm I'm gonna have to disagree with you. I think that this 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 decade, I think Wendy Richter is going to take that belt and keep it for a very long time. Hmm. I think she's going to defend it across the world and bring a new look and prominence to what women's wrestling is. Women's wrestling has kind of been the sort of ugly stepchild of the wrestling world. It's been there. Nobody wants to look at it a lot unless something interesting happens and they forget about it. Unless on their screen. Okay. I'll give you that. Um, you know, all your lustful feelings aside for the <laughs> fabulous Moolah, uh, Michael Canella, uh, I think it's time for a new kind of women's wrestler. I think Wendy Rector, she looks nothing like the women wrestlers of before. She looks like the everyday girl who could rise up, hit the gym, live some wrestling. She looks like she could be in a part of a rodeo. Now, now, Michael, that is too far. That is too far. You know what? It is time for a new breed of women athlete, and I think that Wendy Richter has opened the doors for this. What? That's that's all she 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 was a cowboy hat to the ring, cowgirl hat. Okay, then what is wrong with looking like she's from a rodeo? Because you said it in very disparaging ways. Explain yourself. Well, Michael. how can we have a cowgirl as a champion? How can we not? We have cowboys who are continually world heavyweight champions. The Funks, the Briscoes. We've had, we've had firemen. We've had 
barbers and tax accounts. Why can we not have a woman who's a cowboy? It's impossible. And Cowboy oh. Bob Wharton is the exception because he's... Yeah. He only pretends to be a cowboy. He, was, he isn't really a cowboy. Wow. I think you've insulted Cowboy Bob Orton more than anything else in this whole segue. Um, folks, I'm going to have to say I disagree with our, our friend. I don't know. I say that word loosely, friend. Uh, the I didn't Michael insult Kinnett, you, Bob. He will. And if anything, <laughs> I hope Bob Orton breaks his wrist over your head, hitting you and teaching you a lesson. Even if it has to cost him wearing a cast. My goodness. Anyhow. Looking at this, it's time for the women's revolution to start. The 1980s is the decade. Go, women, go. Folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we get back, we're going to go across the world of wrestling right now and take a look at what some of the champions are doing right now and who we think are their up-and-coming challengers. Uh, so you know what? Sit back. Uh, go, go to the fridge. Grab yourself a beverage. And uh, sit back and listen to the rest of this show uh, today, today, we are brought to you by the show Miami Vice. It's a new show coming out this, I believe, this fall on the, uh, on the NBC network. Uh, they, have, they have purchased time on this to tell it, for us to talk to about it. It is an exciting new MTV-styled police show. I'm not sure exactly what that means, but it involves apparently lots of trendy things and music. So we're, I guess we'll be looking forward to Miami Vice. Check it out on NBC. We'll see you kids back in a few minutes. Hey, fans, welcome back to Wrestling Global Plus. Let's take a look now across the federations and across some of the big territories to see the things going on. We're going to talk a little bit about the champions that are going on, some of the feuds that they're embroiled with, and we're going to get a, a kind of a look at where we see things going. Let's start off, of course, with the NWA. National Wrestling Alliance, the current champion, the nature boy himself, Ric Flair. Once he is now in his second title reign, let's talk a bit about the NWA world champion, okay? Uh, we talked earlier about him, uh, you know, having this interesting match against Jimmy Golden. Uh, however, let's take a look at some of the guys that are really uh, dogging him right now. I mean, uh, he has Brad Armstrong, up and comer, on his heels right now, one of the good, one of the good, uh, uh, young up, up and comers. We have Harley Race, the former champion, who of course is always in the background. Uh, Florida, Florida mainstay cowboy Ron Bass. Cowboy Ron Bass has been uh, sniffing around there, and of course we got a good look at guys like Stan Hansen, Kerry Von Erich, and Chris Adams. A whole wealth of guys chasing after him right now. Who do you think is going to 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 be the most dangerous one here, Michael? Who, who has a legitimate chance of going after Ric Flair? Or is Ric Flair untouchable? No, he's a nature boy. He can't touch the nature boy. I see him going, all, going a long ways. No one can touch the nature boy. Well, I, I, I kind of wonder about Brad Armstrong. Brad Armstrong really has uh, made some great strides over the last while. But you can't discount Harley Race. I mean, the former champion wants revenge. He has some upcoming, of course, probably uh, rematches. I, I would think that he would be someone to keep an eye on. Okay, you know what? Maybe Harley Race, but I still see Ric Flair winning that match. It, 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 retaining his belt? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, moving over to the AWA. The AWA right now is, is a bit of a hard one to, to uh, guess and speculate on. First of all, the AWA world champion, 
Here's a guy who, uh, for most North American wrestling fans, came out of nowhere to defeat Nick Bockwinkle, and that is Jumbo Saruta. Uh, uh, Jumbo Saruta, the current champion, is a Japanese wrestler who spent almost all of his career in Japan. Nick Bockwinkle goes on a tour while Nick's over there, defends his title, and loses the belt. He subsequently has had a rematch, which he did not win. Most fans, uh, especially AWA fans, are in a little bit of disarray here, wondering who's going to be the guy to go after Saruta, and will Saruta be coming over full-time to defend the title in the U.S.? And if he doesn't, does that mean the AWA has to mostly come out of Japan? There's some very confusing things going on there. Uh, the people to look at, some of the big contenders going after Jumbo Saruta, Blackjack Mulligan, Blackjack Lanza, Jerry Lawler, Larry Zabisco, Mad Dog Vachon, and one that I'm keeping a particular interest in an eye on, uh, recently signed the last couple of months to the AWA, Rick Martell. Rick Martell has already put in his intentions. I, I, if anyone is a danger to Saruta, right now I'm going to say it's Rick Martell. The, the officials say he's going to have to get some more wins under his belt against some big guys to get a title shot. But I think Rick most definitely is the guy who has what it takes to take Jumbo Saruta. Do you, do you agree or disagree, Michael? And, and if not Martell, do you, do you see someone else on this list who you think and, – and let's not forget, there's also Nick Bockwinkle floating around there. I should have said that too. Former multi-time – No, I said that go with Nick Bockwinkle to take it back. Go with Nick Bockwinkle to take it back? What do you think of this Rick Martell kid? Do you think he has much of a chance? I mean, he's, a, he's an up-and-coming uh, – he looks um, great out there. The fans love him. I don't know. All he's too flashy for me. Now, hold on a second. Did you just say he's too flashy for you? With all, with all, I don't know. He's, I don't see it. Wow. Maybe the all the women, just, maybe all the women out there are going to fun over him, but he doesn't really do anything for me. Wow. After all the things you said about gorgeous Jimmy Garvin and Ric Flair. No, hey, <laughs> those, those two, those two are my friends. They're my personal, close personal friends of mine. Now, now, now. Michael, you know, as a professional journalist, you should not be voting for your friends in these things. We've talked about this. You were hired on this show to be professional and to look at people in a professional manner. I, I'm rather shocked. You I'm always professional. Friends. Well, it's not very professional to say you pick your friends over someone else. I didn't pick my friends. I said they are close personal associates of mine. Close no, no, no. I'm sure it's the fans were to re rewind this, the word friends came out of your mouth, not yes, associates. Yes, close personal friends. Friends, close personal associates. Very unprofessional, Michael. I'm afraid <laughs> we're going to have a talk afterwards about this sort of thing. Let's move on now to the WWF. Current champion, the super mega popular Hulk Hogan. Man, this guy has been bringing in fans from across the world. What an incredible wrestler. What do you think of Hulk Hogan, Michael? Oh, please, Hulk Hogan. What can I, what, where, do we, where do I begin? Uh, about how much of a great champion he is? How he's revolutionized this sport? Huh. Uh, see, that, that, right there, that was funny. That was actually made me laugh. Okay, explain yourself, Michael. How? How? He is this good guy, or supposed good guy, yet he seems to do all these heelish tactics in his matches. I don't understand. Uh, explain. What do you mean by heelish tactics? Wait, he breaks the guy's back. He uh, pokes, pokes his opponents in the eyes. All well, Roddy he's Piper. not doing anything that his opponents haven't been doing to him in matches. Well, Steve, speak so 
if his opponents uh, jump off the bridge, should he jump off as well? Wow, I can't believe I'm having this argument with the immediate <laughs> Michael Canella. Okay, so you don't like Hulk Hogan. I'm getting that. No. Let's take, let's take a look at some of the contenders for his belt at the moment. We have, of course, the Intercontinental Champion, uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine. We have Tito Santana, Bob Backlund, Sergeant Slaughter, Paul Mr. Wonderful Orndorff, who he seems like he's getting into quite a bit of a friction with lately. Uh, Jimmy Snuka, who... Gee, I, I, I wonder why. I mean, come on, everyone that Hogan teams up with, he always okay. uh, seems to use them and hold them back. No wonder they break away from him. Now, one guy I have noticed who uh, has had a, 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 a... The last month or two has had quite a few shots, has come very close and not beat him as a guy who I thought is a very dangerous Dr. D. David Schultz uh, has not. And of course at number nine, uh, this is a very interesting feud, something brewing here. Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper is definitely one of the guys gutting for Hulk Hogan. Does Roddy Piper have what it takes to be the next WWE? Yes, he does because he does things his way. He doesn't follow any rules. He's like me. This is why we get along so well. Okay, fair enough. So you think Roddy Piper is the one to unseat Hulk Hogan? Yes, I do. Excellent, excellent. Well, you know what? Uh, let's uh, let's look at the tag team divisions right now and just talk about some of the tag team champions that are that are out there. The number one rated tag team this week, or this month actually, the NWA World Tag Team Champions, the popular team of Wahoo McDaniel and Mark Youngblood. What do you think about these two Native American athletes? Mm. Yeah, I don't see much from them. Well, McDaniel, Mark Youngblood. You know what? I thought he was uh, teaming up with his brother Jay. What's well, he going was, on? He was at one time, but uh, it's kind of a, a mentor kind of relationship here. The, the very uh, vastly uh, experienced Wahoo McDaniel taking the Mark Youngblood under his wing and uh, teaching him a lot of stuff. I, I see this as a very dynamic tag team. We've rated them number one because uh, they've had an a very impressive string of victories over the last couple of months. Uh, I think they're a tag team that uh, really keep an eye on. All right. Uh, the, well, I don't know. I don't, I'm not seeing it. Maybe, maybe there's something there that I'm not seeing. So. All right. The number two tag team, and I'm sure you're going to love these guys. Uh, the Heenan families, Ken Patera and Crusher Blackwell. Ken Patera, Crusher Blackwell. See, again, another one of my close associates, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of potential here. Kim Patera, strong Olympian, Olympic strongman. Crusher Blackwell. Uh, I like Crusher Blackwell, okay, but uh, more Kim Patera. And yeah, the Heenan family, for sure, I can see it. Well, no, we want to do point out, fans, that while well, Ken Patera and Crusher Blackwell were in the Heenan family, now that Heenan has moved over to the WWF, they are still associated with him as friends. Uh, however, sure they are. Not a, once you're associates of myself and Bobby Heenan, uh, you're always a part of the family. Okay. Uh, moving on next to our number three tag teams. This to me is an exciting, hot new tag team that is nothing like we've ever seen before. These guys, uh, we're talking about the Road Warriors, the current uh, Georgia national tag team champions. Uh, they may be nasty, mean, and not the nicest guys to talk to, but they are something in the ring. They have been tearing through opponents in less time than it takes me to introduce them. The Road Warriors. Uh, I was hanging out with them last month. They are I cannot of, believe that. They are, they are a couple of fun guys. Fun guys. And what exactly were you guys doing that was so fun in a biker bar? You know, we, we, were riding, we were riding our bikes. 
I, you have a bike. I took off my Harley. We you drove the three bus road along the highway. Oh yeah, we uh, we threw back a couple of beers. It was fun. Well, folks, we're going to move on to the next tag team while Michael <laughs> takes his medication and hopefully comes back to our reality. Uh, the number four tag team, the Midnight Express, the current Mid South Tag Team Champions, Jim Cornette's uh, Super Team. These guys are a nasty bit of work. I know you probably like them very much too, Michael Canella. Absolutely. From the, the the individuals that make up the team to their entrance music, everything about them is just great. Well, they're definitely a team that's been very hard pressed to beat. And uh, and if you and if anyone accuses Jim Cornette of cheating with the, the use of his tennis racket, I didn't see it. My screen blacked out at that time. Oh Jesus. Alrighty, the WWF Tag Team Champions, Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas. Boy, here's some, uh, here's some big, impressive men. Oh, come on. Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas. Yes. Seriously? Yes. No, I, mean, I know. They're no. even bigger than the Road Warriors these days. Oh, please. The Road Warriors, well, statue, Road, Road Warriors will, ride, will ride circles around them. Okay. Next, we have the World Class America's Tag Team Champions, the Masked Men of Mayhem, the Super Destroyers 1 and 2. Now, here's a deviant team. They, that's right up your alley. What do you think of the Super Destroyers? Absolutely. Complete 100% destruction. All righty. The number seven tag team, the popular U.S. Tag Team Champions, Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda. And you know what? Barry Windham, I got to say for wrestling fans, you know, I see him someday being being even better uh, than most. Oh, will you be serious? Will you be serious? Barry Windham has something in him that I think he's going to be one of the all-time greats no. in wrestling. And I think if he ever even joined some group, he'd be recognized as probably one of the best of that group. I, don't, I, I disagree with that. I don't think it'll happen. Well, I was talking to a friend of mine, and and a good friend of mine named uh, Rick Serrano II, who uh, <laughs> he, he's, a, he's a very good, knowledgeable wrestling fan, and he told me that he saw Barry Windham as probably being one of the all-time greats himself. Well, I'm sure he's mistaken about that. I'm sure you're both mistaken about that. All right. Moving on to the number eight tag team, another, another fancy tag team I, I hope you would learn to like. Uh, the Mid-South Tag Team Champions, Tommy Rich and Eddie Gilbert. They're calling themselves Fargo, Fargo's Fabulous Ones. Not to be confused with the Fabulous Ones who are now entering the AWA. Oh, and I'm sure you, you're you a fan of those guys, right? Yeah, they're very good. Tommy Rich and Eddie Gilbert. Or are you talking about Steve Curtis? I'm talking about yeah, the Fabulous Ones, Steve and Curtis uh, Stanley. They're a great tag team. They're, they're not better than these guys. Jackie Fargo, come on. Well, you know what? I these guys are a great team. They are fabulous. Well, you know, Tommy Rich and Eddie Gilbert are two young, great wrestlers with a lot of potential behind them. Tommy Rich, one of the ex most extremely popular wrestlers ever to come out of the Memphis area. Uh, Eddie Gilbert, well, he's had his up and downs. He's part of the very infamous Gilbert family. But uh, together, I think they're going to be very interesting. I think, you know, Jackie Fargo has turned his life around. He's become quite the fan favorite. And, and this team is carrying his name in honor. And I think they're, they're a team to watch for. Uh, moving on next. We head off to the World Wrestling Council in uh, Puerto Rico where we look at King Tonga and El Gran Apollo. Now, I know a lot of you fans might not know a lot about uh, world uh, about the world uh, CCW champions out there. 
I got to tell you, the Puerto Rico area has got some great wrestlers in there. El Gran Apollo, big, big man. Same as King Tonga, who you uh, – uh, he's one of the Samoan guys who have been – well, I guess he's a Tongan guy, but he hangs out with the Samoans quite a bit. Uh, these are two really rough and tough guys making a, a very scary tag team. Uh, they're almost kind of what you – they're hard to explain because they're not exactly bad guys and they're not exactly good guys. They're just tough guys, sort of like the Road Warriors who go out and beat people up. Uh, keep an eye on them. And the number 10 tag team, uh, Canadian tag team, which heartens me to hear, uh, Pierre Lefebvre and Frenchie Martin. We're talking about the Canadian International Tag Team Champions. This is the first time the Canadian National Tag Team Championship has made it into the top 10 in a while, but they've been on a string of victories all across uh, Montreal and Ontario, uh, Quebec and Ontario. They're an interesting team that maybe has a chance. Do you think this Canadian team has a chance of breaking out and making their names uh, big amongst the other top 10 tag teams out there? It's hard to say. I can't really uh, say much about this team at the moment. I'm going to have to see more from them. You didn't see enough cheating out of them. Got it. All right. That's what he's saying, fans. <laughs> now. My screen, my screen cut out. I, don't know what I you're really about. think that you have to buy yourself a better television set. <laughs> is that the one you have right now? Hey, my cable company is fantastic. Uh, I, I, I don't know what's going on. Well, you know what? Let's my, I mean, my, my television is fantastic. I don't know. It's a cable company. I don't know what they're doing. Let's go over now the most popular and most hated wrestlers of the month from last month. At number 10 in the most popular category. Now, let's go. You want to go hated or popular first? I'll let you uh, I'm me. good either way. All right. Let's go most popular. The most popular, number 10, Black Jack Mulligan. Boy, this veteran has been really tearing up the AWA uh, right now he is really on a roll uh his partner black jack lanson not so much liked as well as former partner but uh mulligan looking really good out there i Number don't know nine. i like black jack lanson a lot better than mulligan of course you would of course you would all right number nine coming out of the memphis area austin idol the strong man the muscle man he has been really tearing up uh tearing up that area right now friends with uh with Jerry the King Lawler, that hasn't always been the case, but uh, this month he is very popular down there. Number eight, the popular Sergeant Slaughter. Boy, he's been doing good coming out of uh, basic training to teach people a lesson. Number seven, Jerry the King Lawler, always a, a favorite of our show. Number six, and now you said cowboys who aren't fake. Here's a real cowboy, Kerry Von Erich, of the famous Von Erich. Now, hold on, how is he a real cowboy? Well, first of all, he's from Texas and owns a ranch. I think uh, that does qualify you as a cowboy, Michael. But he, he doesn't call himself Cowboy Kerry Von Erich. Uh, he either does Wendy Richter call herself uh, Cowgirl Wendy Richter, but you've just Anyhow, <laughs> number five, the ever-popular Junkyard Dog. Number four, Michael Canella's favorite wrestler, Hulk Hogan. I'm sure you were thinking about that, Hulk Hogan. Well, uh, I can't wait for someone to take that title off him. Number Wait, three. Number three, the, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Number two, the king of the battle, the undisputed king of the battle royals, Andre the Giant. One day it'll happen. And number one, Michael Canella's favorite hangout person ever, the boogie woogie man, Jimmy Valiant. 
I'm all, I, I do more boogie woogie than he does. Oh, brother. Oh, brother. Are so you every Sunday night, it's a party at my house. Now, probably the category that uh, I think Mike will be most excited about, the number 10 most hated wrestlers in all of wrestling today. Number 10, and how appropriate, gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. My man. Uh, number, number Jimmy nine. Garvin, world champion. Number nine. Oh, jeez. Olympic strongman Ken Patera. Okay. Number eight, Canadian standout Joss LeDuc. Number right. seven, the Iron Sheik. Number six, Crusher Khrushchev. Mm. Number five, Hacksaw Butch Reed. All right. Number four, U.S. champion Dick Slater. Number three, former Florida champion Kendo Nagasaki. Number two, Georgia wrestling standout Jake the Snake Roberts. And at number one, the most hated wrestler this month, Mr. Wrestling 2. What do you got to say about that? Well, I see the right man is listed at number one because everyone is jealous of Mr. Wrestling 2. They all wish he, they were Mr. Wrestling 2 and beyond. Well, if you threw a mask on, anyone could be Mr. Wrestling 2, I'd almost say. Not if he's the original. No one can be the He is the original Mr. Wrestling 2. We Everyone have, else is a carbon copy. Fans, before we let you go, we're gonna look, the last thing we're going to talk about is the top five current ranked wrestlers. And we're talking about wrestlers with victories, skills, whatever, who are considered the top five best wrestlers in the world today. Number five, former NWA heavyweight champion Harley Race. Harley Race still up there, still chasing Ric Flair. Uh, Obviously, a great boon on him to be listed number five. You, you, what do you think of that, Michael Cannell? Yeah, he 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 can continue chasing Flair all he wants. Uh, doesn't mean that uh, he's going to win. Okay, number four, your best friend Hulk Hogan, WWF World Champion, recognized as the number four uh, wrestler in the world today. You know what? Someone just—I really so just wipe that smirk off his face. All right, number three. Uh, a wrestler who, you know, he's earned his way in here by his victories. He's certainly come out of nowhere. This is his first time within our top 10, even. Coming in at number three, current AWA World Heavyweight Champion, Jumbo Saruta. Interesting. I know, I don't have a lot to say about Jumbo Saruta because he literally came out of nowhere to capture the AWA title. I'm going to be watching him going forward, but uh, I didn't really watch him up till this. Any, any comments, Michael? No, I, um, I don't really have anything on that Trump of Saruta. I don't think anyone really does. Uh, number two, the undisputed king of battle royals, Andre the Giant, ranked number two. Mm. You know what? This was a very interesting pick for us here at Global Plus. As you know, Andre is listed here as our number two wrestler, yet he does not appear in any of the top ten lists of WWF. NWA or AWA. He is not in contention for any of the world titles at the moment, but based slowly on the last two months of the incredible amount of battle royals that he has won, he comes in at number two. What do you think of that surprise kind of ranking? Yeah, I mean, I can see him going for our championships, but uh, I don't think he really will 
wants to be champion. This is otherwise he would. Uh, I'd seen ranked in uh, more of these lists. I'm going to have to agree. It does not seem he has taken a run at any championship belt at this moment. He seems content. Hey, on, what uh, about that? The first time we've agreed on this show today. Yeah, exactly. Wow. You know what? <laughs> um, Andre, Andre, let's face it. Uh, world champions make a good amount of money, but Andre the Giant has been making money hand over fist with every one of these battle royals. I mean, the minimum that he wins in a battle royal is $10,000. And he has been winning a chock full of them. He's probably made more than most of these champions have last month. So I could see why he wouldn't. And of course, our number one ranked wrestler this month, the current NWA World Heavyweight Champion. As people say, he's probably one of the best wrestlers to ever appear. We're talking about the nature boy himself, Ric Flair. As much as he can get himself into some devious quarters, him and his infamous four horsemen, I have to say that Ric Flair is probably one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen. So, folks, we want to thank you for tuning in to this week for Global Plus. Uh, we had a great time. I got to tell you, go out and buy some music. Van Halen, tearing up the charts. You want to see a movie? You want to see something that will make you feel excited? Watch Police Academy. I was going to say, if you want to uh, lose brain cells, go hang out with Michael Canella. And what is it you kids do? Sniff rags or something like that? <laughs> I'm not sure. Watch Police Academy. If you want a little bit more of a highbrow thing, look at uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple. Highbrow. What's highbrow? I've never heard of that term. Anyways, folks, we want to thank you for tuning in this week, and uh, we look forward to you next month where we'll have another edition of Global Plus. All I can say is, Michael, say yes, good night. Say good night to the good people. All right, fans. We will talk to you all next month. The pleasure was all yours.